exactly what I had. I had Bama and Notre Dame. I moved Clemson over them this week to three and moved Ohio State down to four. Uh, we had no problem move, moving them up to two after they played one or two games. You got one loss, Clemson, in your column, and I still think you're a better team than Ohio State. I, this is actually how I had it, David. I, I'd moved Clemson ahead of Ohio State this past week, too, and had to do with the eye test. And yes, Ohio State is 4-0, but I think we've seen enough now from the Buckeyes through four games. But that first pass, they didn't look good. And so when you look at this, I think the top four teams in the country are sitting in one, two, three, and four, and it really doesn't matter what that order is. The biggest shock to me beyond BYU being all the way down at 14, which I just don't understand, is Northwestern being all the way up at eight. Yeah, and I think interesting too to see Oregon at number 15. That's the Pac-12's best shot at this point of getting in the playoffs. Well, it's definitely a challenge. We knew that coming in. You know, you're evaluating teams that have played three games against teams that have played eight or nine games. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. And welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I'm Movie Muniz. Pretty soon we'll have the full cast on our show as they're wrapping up, drawing about the G-Men. But I also have Hector V backstage ready to come on. But on this show, we're going to be talking about the college football rankings, which came out yesterday, as well as the prediction on what's going to happen this weekend on the games. And there's some interesting games that's happening, and we can't wait to, to break that down. And with our newcomer, Hector Vasquez, he's coming in hot and strong, winning two weeks in a row. So I'm paying close attention to see what he has up in his sleeves on these picks because somehow he's coming out of nowhere just to dominate this. But, hey, it's college football. And, again, we talked about the rankings. It's usually released starting midway through the season. The college football rankings determine who makes the 14th playoff that determines the college football playoff national championship. Due to scheduling impact from the COVID-19 pandemic, release of the college football rankings during the season started last Tuesday, November 24th. The final rankings will be issued on December 20th. So between now and the next four weeks is going to be pretty crucial to see how these teams will end up. So every game is very important. The actual playoffs start right now. Plenty of questions and not enough answers, but we were going to get there. But first, we have to discuss uh, what's going on with breaking news that's going to cross uh, the college football, and, and that is, for one, breaking news, Nick Saban tested positive for COVID-19. Now, this comes... Uh, and he's a couple of weeks ago in, in which uh, he was tested positive before, but was able to still come back. So, um, again, this is one of those things that we don't know, man. We don't know if we got it or we have it and stuff like that. And let me bring Hector V in the house here. <clears throat> Hector, 
you know, when you learned about this uh, COVID-19 case from Nick Saban, man, what was the first thing that came out of your mind? That, you know, we got to take this serious. You know, there's a lot of people in this country that's not taking this, you know, COVID serious. And we really got to take this serious. You know, we found out the first time when Nick Saban had it that he's asymptomatic. And for people that don't know what that means is that you can carry the virus and never show any kind of signs and symptoms of it, but be a carrier. And so that's what he is with him. And now he's getting it a second time. You know, we don't really know if it's because he, who he's been around with to be getting this disease. You know what I'm saying? But the good thing is that he's asymptomatic. So, you know, at his, his age, it's not going to really affect him, but it's going to affect those who he's around. So, again, we have to take this serious, people. You know what I'm saying? This COVID thing is not going anywhere anytime soon, especially now that the holidays are here. Absolutely. And for for his sake, uh, he did show some mild symptoms, but he will not be in the sidelines versus Auburn. And he'll be just in time next Saturday, uh, I think Friday, uh, just before their next game, which we'll be talking shortly about. Uh, but more to follow on that sad news also uh, that we hear. Well, not so much sad news. Before we get there, let me show you that Steve Sarkisian, uh, if I'm saying his name Sar- correctly, excuse Sarkisian. me. Sarkisian. Sarkisian. Uh, he'll be stepping up. He's the offensive coordinator for Alabama. You can see his resume here. Uh, started with Camino College as a quarterback's coach. Uh, he was the head coach for Washington and USC. Now, I know he had a falling out with USC because of so-called uh, drinking issues that he had there. Um, but, hey, he, he was able to land a job with Alabama, uh, and then he left to the Falcons and returned back. He did decline some of the jobs before because he wanted to stay with Nick Saban and learn more about uh, being an elite coach and stuff like that. However, uh, this is pretty much his resume because there's a lot of colleges that will be releasing their coaches and one particular named South Carolina who fired their coach, their coach earlier and potentially he might be the first candidate to be the head coach of South Carolina. So how important do you think this game is? Yeah, I think it is going to be a important game. I think he's still got something to bring to the table. He's not a Nick Saban, but still he has a good background. You know what I'm saying? You know, within the collegiate level, the NFL level, the pro level. So, you know, you still got to take Alabama serious. I mean, you know, not too much of a change with the coaching situation, but, you know, as long as he sticks to Saban's game plan, per se, I think Alabama is still going to be a threat, you know, regardless. Absolutely. And let me tell you, and the, the team to watch out for, especially Alabama, who, like I said, we're going to be talking about them and uh, Notre Dame. And I guess our friend uh, Isaiah Groves, or Groves, excuse me, is uh, representing. Uh, I can tell he's a Notre Dame fan, but he likes your flag in the background. So uh, Go he Irish. believes that Notre Dame is overall number one. And we're going to have to wait and see how everything plays out. I believe, and, and again, I will reiterate again, that if should they face Clemson in ACC championship and defeat them, they, they have a a, a Big argument to be claimed as the number one team in the nation. Uh, but uh, more to it, uh, sad news in uh, college football. And I think, uh, Hector, we, we both come from HHW Show Podcast. We love to talk about the takeaway. And the sad news is this guy right here, Texas State defensive back. Canberra Winter has been fatally shot in St. Marcus, Texas. And two men have been arrested and charged in the killing 
Officials said this Wednesday, this news come from the Associated Press. Uh, Winters is from Houston, Texas. A sophomore uh, did not play this season. He does. He did play last season. Uh, but it's a terrible, terrible strategy for any organization to face when it comes to a situation like this. Um, and, and especially that the more information is coming out about it was, I believe it was a drug deal that went bad. And uh, listen, drugs are not great. There's no such, there's no reason why you should be in that type of business in the first place. You know, and, and my suggestion is for everybody out there, man, say no to drugs. Don't get involved, man. I mean, look, there's just too much tragedy going on. And for, especially for a kid like that, we had high potential to be something, to be somebody, rather as a career in the NFL or anything else. I mean, you're in college, man. And to go out like that, that's, that's no bueno. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, my daughter goes to Texas State. Um, and so I do follow the Bobcats, you know, as far as their football and everything. And this young man, you know, from Houston, Texas, you know, so he was pretty much in his backyard. You know what I'm saying? He went to um, Ali. Alif Taylor High School, you know, he was coming on to the Texas State team as a defensive back, you know what I'm saying? So I think he would have been able to do help him on the defensive side, you know, but, you know, you got to be able to stay away from, the, you know, the bad things off the field, you know what I'm saying? No matter what it is, you know, and stick around the positivity, you know, your, your players, your friends, your coach, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, it's just a sad time for us over here in Texas State with this. Well, I, my deepest condolences go to the family and everybody that uh, is known uh, to the player. And, and again, and it is also sad that, uh, you know, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, you know, and to see news like that. I mean, like I said, it's 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 unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. It is hard to talk about. But, you know, hey, um, again, our condolences to the family and, and nothing but prayers. Uh but we move on to the college football playoffs. We've been mentioning all along. We've been discussing for the last couple of weeks. We've questioned each other's rankings to see and, and, and come to find out that the committee pretty much did the same thing all four downs podcast has done since we started the show. You know, who's number one? How's this rankings established? And the key point on that video, and I'm going to play this video again because I love the ending, you know, the eye test, the strength of schedule, who you be, you know, but we're in a pandemic. How are we going to tell like who you beat if you're only playing against your own conference? And if anything, the only team that has an excuse to say, hey, we played people outside conference and we almost have a full schedule is no other than Notre Dame. Notre Dame found a way to play all their schedule with ACC and a couple of games outside the, the conference. And it's probably the team that's playing the most games this season, you know. But I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm curious to see if you could get what uh, ESPN, ESPN analysts have been mentioning from this, from, this, um, from this committee and this rankings. Check it out. Exactly what I had. I had Bama and Notre Dame. I moved Clemson over them this week to three and moved Ohio State down to four. Uh, we had no problem move, moving them up to two after they played one or two games. You got one loss, Clemson, in your column. 
and I still think you're a better team than Ohio State. I, and this is actually how I had it, David. I, I moved Clemson ahead of Ohio State this past week, too, and had to do with the eye test. And yes, Ohio State is 4-0, but I think you've seen enough now from the Buckeyes through four games. But that first half, they didn't look good. And so when you look at this, I think the top four teams in the country are sitting in one, two, three, and four, and it really doesn't matter what that order is. It's the biggest shock to me beyond BYU being all the way down at 14, which I just don't understand, is Northwestern being all the way up at eight. Yeah, and I think interesting too to see Oregon at number 15. That's the Pac-12's best shot at this point of getting in the playoffs. Well, it's definitely a challenge. We knew that coming in. You're evaluating teams that have played three games against teams that have played eight or nine games. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Had to do with the eye test. Don't understand. Yeah, I definitely don't understand on these rankings. And again, uh, this is the result that's happening. Uh, again, college football playoffs, 2021 postseason schedule. This is the New Year's Six. As you see here, the Cotton Bowl will start Wednesday, December 30th. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Friday, January 1st, along with the Rose Bowl and the Allstate Sugar Bowl. Uh, both those bowls are the semifinals. So again, we don't know who the teams are to be in the semifinals. But again, uh, January 1st, mark your calendar, that's what it is. We also have the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, especially PlayStation coming up with your new system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. January 2nd. And then, of course, we have the Orange Bowl, Saturday, January 2nd. The National Championship will be held January 11th. The committee did say that that will not be a delay. You know, that will still be um, on, on time. And let me go ahead and bring in the rest of the crew here. We have Jace, Joe, and Sean. Welcome, everybody. I know you guys coming back from drawing about the G-Men. One hell of a show there. So if you missed it, hey, catch it on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you can also follow through clovercrestmedia.com and add your inputs in there. Uh, guys, we were just, just talking to let about... you know real quick, if you don't mind me, just so everybody knows, um, the giant of the year is James Bradbury. <laughs> he was the only guy laughing. So I, I don't understand. <laughs> Give him a gong. <laughs> if you had, if I had the hook, you know, and I'd be like out of, out of the studio, you know what I mean? <laughs> But <laughs> that was an eye test, and we didn't understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, guys, we were just showing the video cap of uh, the summary of what happened yesterday in the rankings, and at the end, it repeated itself. The the eye test, I don't understand. The eye test, I don't understand. And that is the theme for today. We all probably don't understand how this committee had gotten through because they kind of contradicted themselves yesterday during the interview on the show. Uh, but hey, let's get to it real quick. Again, this is the 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 rankings. College football playoffs selected: Alabama number one, Notre Dame number two, Clemson number three, Ohio State number four. And the two teams looking outside are both from the SEC: number five, Texas A&M, and number six, Florida. Now, guys, we, every week we've been putting on our votes and stuff like that, and. I know the, the biggest person that's always arguing is Joe about these rankings. And, and I'm going to start with you. 
Do you agree with, with the order of presence from one through six that the committee did yesterday? I agree with one through four. I, I don't agree with five and six. I don't see how you leave BYU and Cincinnati out. Uh, Cincinnati out. Uh, don't tell me about strength of schedule. I, I, I just don't buy that. When you look at the way BYU's absolutely dispatched of everybody who's come across them, um, uh, you know, again, Florida lost to A&M and they lost to Alabama. Um, been so did Georgia. Uh, or haven't lost to A&M, but, but also lost to Alabama. A two-loss team also in the top ten. I mean, it, come on. Show your bias a little more uh, uh, towards the SEC. I mean, give me a break. This is this is so ludicrous. And and you're, you know, look, they should want all of college football to be taken serious. They should want people to follow the whack in some of these other smaller conferences. It's never going to happen when you completely show disrespect. That you, I mean, what is this like the 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 best team in the SEC, or are we trying to find the best team in the country? It's funny, we're, we're having the same conversation about Kyle Trask, the second-best quarterback in the SEC, and he's the odds-on favorite for the Heisman. What, what kind of a insane SEC-driven world are we living in? Absolutely, and I, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a SEC fan, but I think it's a little bit too much when, one, you're not playing other conferences. You know, you're sticking with your own schedule. So with this year, it should have been equally driven right who we see most of it on television we do see the Sun Belt. i mean we started out the season with the Sun Belt conference demolishing the big 12 right so if big 12 is supposed to be the power five you know and they're getting defeated by the sun uh, sun belt conference shouldn't they be ranked even higher you know and we'll get to these rankings soon but sean let me ask you this you had cincinnati which is in the american conference you had them pick number four. Do you think that the committed, you know, pretty much they have it at seven? Uh, I know you disagree, but after the excuses or the explanation, excuse me, for, for what they did, do you think it's right that they should be looking outside and looking in? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's disrespectful to Cincinnati. Um, you know, they have a bunch of solid wins this season, and um, they haven't really been in any – super close games aside from uh, UCF last week. Um, they've just been blowing out teams, but they have wins over solid teams like Army, uh, SMU, who they completely demolished uh, when Shane Bouchelle was still in the Heisman talk. Uh, they beat a good Memphis team and then UCF last week. So I think they get completely disrespected. That's why I have them in my top four because they have multiple quality wins. And um, uh, and Desmond Ritter is uh, also a Heisman candidate. I just – and their defense is tremendous. I don't get uh, what the disrespect for Cincinnati is. Obviously, you brought it up. I think it's because they don't have that, you know, power five uh, title next to them. But I, I don't think that should matter. When you watch this team, um, you know that they're they're a top four team in uh, college football. And I, I still don't get why why they're getting disrespected like this. Jace, you, uh, they, the committee said that Clemson, even though they're one loss, should be ahead of Ohio State. Uh, do you agree that even Clemson should be in the top four? Could they be ranked number five at least, or pretty much? Are they still the best team in in the nation? Listen, I, I think Clemson is really good. Uh, I think they – the thing with Clemson is you can't put them in there with a loss. With the loss, you should not – you should not have control of your own fate. You know what I mean? Like, you need other things to play out. They are already in there. They just have to win out, and I guess the college football committee is going to 
put them in, but th- that's not right. When you do have a team like Cincinnati, and I, I was watching it yesterday, the big gripe on Cincinnati was they weren't beating ranked opponents. None of their opponents they beat are in, in the top 25 right now. You want to know why? Because they beat all the teams outside of the top 25. They were ranked, and then they kicked their butts so much so that the, that the AP and the coaches poll said, nah, maybe this team isn't as good because they're the, the whole conference bias stuff is ridiculous. Cincinnati's legit. They should be in over a Clemson. Heck, they, they should probably – they might even be in over Ohio State. They might be the best t- football team in Ohio. Well, that pretty much is a bold statement that you're saying because I'm sure a lot of people probably disagree uh, the Ohio State being uh, lesser than Cincinnati. But, Hector, uh, we're talking about Ohio State. At the beginning when you started joining us and doing the rankings, you didn't believe that Ohio State should be there because they've only played minimum amount of games. Do you still feel the same way? Oh, yeah, especially after this weekend when they barely beat Indiana. I mean, we're supposed to be talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes who's supposed to be the powerhouse, okay, and you barely beat Indiana. You beat three other teams who are not even ranked, and, you beat, and you're all of a sudden number four. There's no, dis, there's no respect to the independence BYU, to the Coastal Carolina, okay, of the Sun Belt, and then the Marshals of the Conference USA, where these teams are never going to get respect until you put Power 5 teams on their schedule. But until then... It's like you're never going to get respect. They can go undefeated for the next 15 years, but they're never going to get the respect due because of where they're at and who they're playing. And I think that they just need to do away with that. That's just blatantly disrespectful. If you go undefeated like UCF did, hey, they did what they're supposed to do. Okay, Absolutely. now now reward them. Okay, now now if they go into the playoffs and get blown out 55 to nothing to Alabama in the ball game. Then we have a then we have a different situation. But if they keep it close, then we got to keep these teams in the mix. I mean, putting Marshall down. I mean, we'll get to it. But where they're at right now is just total disrespectful. And Joe, I'll, 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 go, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Joe. No. Let me ask you this. I know we talked about this very vaguely a few weeks ago, uh, and you have mentioned this. Should now we consider making a big argument to make four to eight teams in the playoffs? Or, or should we reconstruct how this committee is and come up with another way of determining who should be in the playoffs? Well, the committee's never going to give you the power back. So, I mean, understand that. And uh, we were talking uh, before we we did the giant show uh, earlier about that idea of, you know, it's not in, in the, in the best interest of the Alabamas of the world and the Clemsons of the world to share the power with other teams. So why would they? And I think the only, the only reasonable solution would be to add more teams to the playoffs so that you're giving some of these chance to teams like UCF teams this year, like Cincinnati and BYU, at least they'd have a chance to, to, to show up. And I'll tell you what, look, if those teams, if those teams can't match up, if you expand out to eight, well, then, then you, then you have your answer. Then you definitely know that, you know, SEC football is so much more far superior to these other conferences that that it it's not worth playing. I don't think that's ever been the case. I don't think we've ever seen the case where a really good team like a like a UCF for this year, like me, where they haven't been able to at least hang with uh, one of the big boys. So I think that's a myth. 
I, I always say, look, you got to beat the team in front of you, whoever it is. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And when you're BYU and you're cracking everybody's skull open or you're Cincinnati and you're stifling teams to death, you, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. How do you, again, like you just said, Hector, how do you not reward that? How do you tell a team that's undefeated, well, we got you seventh. What? In, uh, I mean, get out of here with that garbage. Yeah, and again, uh, they, they were mentioning the eye test, the strength of schedule, who you beat. It doesn't look like the second, the, the other two, like the strength of schedule and all that is in effect only to certain colleges like BYU. How are you going to use that excuse about, oh, it's, it's the only competitive they have is Boise State? I'm comparing to Ohio State now. Ohio State played four games. Michigan only won one game. Rutgers, one game. Indiana, okay, you ranked them high, so why? So Ohio State could get a better resume, which they were blowing them out at the end of the third quarter. They allowed them to come back in the fourth. I, that's something suspicious there. I, I'm just saying, something suspicious, you know. But does, does Ohio State really have a resume to be in the top four when your supposedly Heisman candidate is throwing three interceptions in a game, making poor decisions? I'm just saying, like I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit bothered by by that, but and let's see what happens this week. You know what I mean? But here's a full top 25 here. Uh, again, number one, uh, the top four we already mentioned. We already mentioned the top six. Cincinnati ranked seven. Northwestern eight. Georgia number nine. Miami ten. Oklahoma eleven. Indiana twelve. Iowa State thirteen. BYU ranked fourteen. Oregon, which is the top team in the Pac-12, is ranked 15. Just that alone right there is telling me Pac-12 is not going to make it. I don't care how many games they played. They got three more games left in their schedule. Don't think that those three games are going to count for them to bounce from there to number four. Wisconsin's number 16. Texas, number 17. Uh, USC ranked number 18. I'm still questioning on that because the quality of wins uh north carolina coastal carolina marshall i mean even marshall undefeated coastal carolina these guys are having a heck of a season and yet they're ranked so below and they're ranked the below a team that lost to florida state yeah i mean coastal carolina could beat everybody in their row yeah absolutely i think they can uh with their defense they could pretty much stop texas uh, uh high scoring offense you know, but to finish it off, you got Oklahoma State number 23, Iowa 24, and Tulsa number 25. Tulsa and Cincinnati will meet in a couple of weeks in the regular season and potentially also meet again the following week for the American Conference Championship. Now, uh, with that, I know I mentioned and I'm talking about BYU, Oregon, any other teams that you see there on the top 25 that you feel they're underrated? Underrated? Mm. I, I, I honestly think Oregon's kind of underrated. Um, I, I know you mentioned them. I, I think you should give them a little bit more respect. I, I know they are still beating the opposition in front of them. They have a solid defense. It's not their fault that the, te the teams they are playing and put on their schedule due to this global pandemic that's going on aren't ranked, and they're probably not going to – face like a real ranked a ranked team 
until the Pac-12 championship, and, and that shouldn't be on them. I think you should give them a little bit more respect, especially over two lost teams like Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Georgia. I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm. Sean, he's talking about respect, but ain't that a disrespect for Coastal Carolina and Marshall to be ranked 2021 when you have teams like Oregon, Ohio State, you know, the big they haven't even played that many games. I agree. Yeah. Um, you, you should definitely reward these teams that are, have played uh, seven or eight games and have gone out and not even really been in close games. They're beating the crap out of every team they play. Um, that, so the similar to what I said about Cincinnati before, it's just the power five title. Um, but Marshall and Coastal Carolina deserve to be higher. Um, and one other team that I, I think that I should just be a little bit higher is Tulsa. Um, their only loss right now is to Oklahoma State um, earlier in the season when Oklahoma State really had it going. And uh, they have a couple good wins against uh, an SMU team and a Tulane team that had won four in a row um, before playing Tulsa. So I think they deserve a little bit more respect. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of question marks uh, in this top 25 with teams that shouldn't be in there. And uh, a lot of these undefeated teams that should definitely be higher. All right, before we move on, Hector, I know you like this this part of the question. Who's overrated? Who you believe is overrated on this? I'm going to go over – I'm going to go to left field with this. Iowa? How did they even get into the top 25? Yeah. By winning, by winning three in a row? I mean, you started off the season 0-2, so you get rewarded a top 25 spot by winning three in a row against nobodies? I mean, I, I just don't get it. How did Iowa get it? I'm getting off the soapbox with Ohio State and Oregon. I mean, I'm going to get off that soapbox because Coastal Carolina should be above Oregon. Marshall should be over Oregon. Wisconsin shouldn't even be there. How are they 2-1 and, and they ranked over Coastal Carolina? Ah, come on. I think Iowa's the more overrated. How did they get in there and how they outrank Tulsa? I think if you put them two on the field, Tulsa will run Iowa down to the ground in the first half of the, of the game. Mm -hmm. I, mean, point there. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you who I think. I think Northwestern uh, is the best team in the Pac-10. Uh, the Big Ten, rather, and uh, I think they're I think they're significantly uh, Hold on. Time, significantly time, underrated. Time, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I'm drinking this nice cup of coquito, and I think that I'm drinking, and Joe is feeling it right now because <laughs> he's packed tenning right now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all you, right. It's all right. Back time. Ah, you know what I mean. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I think I think Northwestern is a really good football team. And I also think Coastal Carolina, you know, uh, and I, I think if there's a, an overrated team on this list, I think it's Georgia. I think that Georgia doesn't belong on this list anywhere. Okay, now that way I do got to argue there. Dude, let's they, argue. I'll I, look, tell you what. That look, defense, I, that look, I believe that you insisted was good. It's not as good as listen, you said Linda, it is. Listen, the Linda. offense isn't very good. Maybe it gets better with the new quarterback, but I'm sorry. Linda, listen. Nothing about this team's impressed me so far this year. It, they're having a rocky start, but in my defense, I say they should not be in the top 10. They should be in the top 25. No, they, they do belong in the top 25. Chill out. Chill out. Chillax, man. Chillax. All right. Because if that's the case, Auburn should not even be there. 
and they're garbage. They got Auburn two, shouldn't be there either. They got I, two wins. Listen, at least I'm shocked. At, uh, how did Liberty lose once? They go from 15 uh, to out of the polls. Uh, yeah, we yeah. forgot about Where, that. Where's no, the disrespect for Liberty? Liberty? Yeah. Uh, a one point loss. They're out of the top 25 because uh, you didn't have them. the referees helping you win the game. I guess not. Yeah, I mean that's exactly <laughs> what happened with Auburn, with Arkansas, and Ole Miss. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Georgia's not a good football team this year. They're not that good. They don't belong in the top ten. They, uh, they, I, I, if they you had them at twenty fifth, if you had them at twenty fifth, I, 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 again, I wouldn't be as upset. But ninth is uh, an insult to football. Okay, I accept that oh, they don't belong in the top ten. But being in the top twenty five, they still do. Coastal uh, Carolina would lump Georgia up. All day, so. every day. No, no, no. Now you, you stretch it too far. You all day, it. every day. Stop I'm drinking. Both. Stop. I, I you got to you. stop feeling my coquito, man. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> and looking at the, the rest of the schedule, we have Cincinnati and Tulsa. Again, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, potentially they'll be in the uh, American Conference champion. Uh, they'll face each other December 12th. But before that, Cincinnati will face Temple. Actually, I think that that game just got uh, uh, canceled because of COVID. But Tulsa uh, and Houston, I don't think they're playing. Uh, so their next opponent is Navy and Cincinnati. Uh, so that's their standing. And the ACC, Notre Dame leads the way in the ACC. How about that, huh? Uh, who, who would ever thought that Notre Dame will lead a conference that for the first time they're in instead of being independent? But they got three remaining games, uh, North Carolina, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. I think their the, their game for Friday is going to be a rough one. Um, but, hey, I'm not saying that they can't do it, but that's going to be pretty challenging. Clemson has two games left in Miami. You know, they're they're hanging in there. One loss. They're praying for Notre Dame and Clemson to, to get swept, and that's not what's going to happen there. Uh, heart. I don't even know why. Miami's hanging in there, but they're not, they're not going to make it to the conference championship. In the Big 12, we have Iowa State leading the way. But there's a big potential that Iowa State and Oklahoma might face each other for that conference championship. Oklahoma's playing one hell of a game of football. They, they, they finally got their groove on. They're playing like an elite team, but it's a little bit too late for them. In the Big 10, we have Ohio State uh, leading on the east and northwestern in the west. They could potentially face each other in the conference championship. Again, looking at Ohio State's uh, schedule, Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan, three teams that are struggling. And and one has to wonder, Ohio State probably have to beat them over 30 points in each team to be considered legit. If any one of those teams come close to Ohio State, I'm just questioning on who's ranking them high. Uh, but for uh, for Northwestern, they got Michigan State as well, Minnesota, and Illinois to finish it off. And the SEC, we have Florida and Alabama. Both of them have potentially will face each other for the SEC championship in Atlanta. With Florida have three games left, and Alabama, they got a they got a a, a competition, I might say, versus Auburn. But being that it's in Alabama. They got a greater chance of stomping them over there. Uh, and the history does show. Um, and then, uh, oh, I'm bad. Before I move on to the next, any any questions there? Uh, conference championship, any predictions there? Uh, I mean, you, you didn't highlight it, but Texas, if they win this weekend, they could squeeze into that Big 12 championship game. 
Yeah, that's going to make a big mess for the Big 12 if Texas wins, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma still got one up on them. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of scenarios to play in there, absolutely. Um, but uh, I, I'm just curious to see. And I, I know, Joe, you mentioned about Kyle Trask, but um, with the remaining game, I think the biggest test for him is against the Kentucky defense. Can he still put up those numbers over 300 yards or three to four touchdown passes? You know, and I know Pitts is coming back, the tight end, uh, coming back from being concussed uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but that's big tough because Tennessee, they're done. And LSU, you just got to flip a coin on that on that to see if they're ever going to step up and play or are they going to bend over backwards. Yeah, I don't think that Trask is going to be able to keep it up. You know, I don't like the guy. Um, he's, he's, he's been on a great run, but it's Florida. So <laughs> it, he's due. He's due for a bad game. Uh Kentucky would seem to have the defense to to trip him up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it'll be incumbent on all the other guys to have big weeks uh, so that we could get tracked back down to where he belongs uh, as the second-best quarterback <laughs> in the SEC. Oh, more, more to follow on that, absolutely, once we talk about the Heisman race. Uh, but, hey, this is Week 12's top quarterback performers. Uh, Brady McGride from Texas State did an awesome job. He threw five touchdown passes for over 400 yards. Uh, congrats to him. He's just only a sophomore. Uh, good job. He, he defeated Arkansas State. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, uh, over 400 yards. And JT Daniels made his first start with Georgia. Uh, 401 yards, four touchdowns. Let's see if he can continue. It's only one game, but uh, these are the three quarterbacks for Week 12 that uh, performed very well. And I know Joe's about to say something about JT Daniels. Daniels looks like one of the three musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a, a hat with a feather on it. What is going on with that? He looks like somebody who's sell try to sell you a vacuum cleaner and we'll get you to buy it. You know? <laughs> Look at that. I mean, he's shown he got that great posture and that mustache. Oh, yeah. He's a very convincing uh, guy, man. Yeah. On guard. I'm telling you, he looks like a musketeer to me. Get him a hat with the feather coming out the top. That's one of the musketeers. So Maybe you'll get drafted by the Bucks. <laughs> so who looks better? Uh Herbert from San Diego Chargers or him? Oh, that's a tough one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys got to check out Join About the G-Men because <laughs> Joe is fascinating with his picture. So <laughs> I just, I, I, sorry, I, I, I don't get the, the, the fanboy worship of Justin Herbert. I, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I thought that was your favorite player, though. Yeah. He's not. He's yeah. the guy I love to hate. Uh, it's yeah. weird. We, we took top running back yeah. performers. We got Jerry Patterson, <laughs> Tion Dullard, and Brad Roberts, respectively. These guys have been running their tails off, so congrats to them. Also, the wide receivers, Ty Freifogel, if that's his name, D. Mm-hmm. Wayne Eskridge, and Jermaine Burton. Uh, these guys running it up, you know, catching these balls in the air. Three touchdowns, 218 yards for Ty. Uh, Eskridge and Burton, like I said, these guys are doing great things. And especially Burton. Burton's only a freshman who's coming from California. Uh, that's a one type of combination. No one ever saw that coming. And again, uh, if he keeps it up, that's going to be a big threat for that Georgia offense. Let's see if they can do it this weekend. 
Now back. Uh, now we're on to the Heisman Trophy again. No, no uh, change in the schedule. January fifth is a virtual presentation, and hold yourselves, hold yourselves on this one. We got the all four downs votes on top, and we have the ESPN what? writers at the bottom. And for all four downs, we have Mac Jones leading the the race. Uh, with a total of 2,426 yards, 205 rating. We have Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, and Grayson McCall. However, the top five for the ESPN writers excluded Desmond Ritter and Grayson McCall. Uh, and so there you have it. Trask is right at this moment leading the way in the Heisman race. Now, I, I, I'm looking at y'all faces, and I see eyebrows moving. Jace is shaking his head no. i start with you, Jace. You're not a fan of Trask being in the lead? No. Um, well, I, I, I honestly, I could see it. Uh, I, I'm okay with Trask there. Uh, I, I didn't vote for Trask because I, I agree with Joe's line of thinking. Uh, he's not the best quarterback in the SEC, so why should he be there? I, I am starting to like Trask more. Um, but the the big thing for me is no Ritter or McCall. Uh, Justin Fields looked like Trash. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones with the picks and his he could run the ball great, but he, he just did not look that good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I expect to be back on our list once he gets back. Um, so I'm not mad at that, but. I, I do think someone like – I think especially Desmond Ritter deserves a, a lot more respect than he's getting. Okay, Sean? Um, yeah, I, I don't get your guys' point, though, uh, about Kyle Trask. Even if he's the second-best quarterback in the SEC, that I mean, I, he's still the second-best quarterback in the country, I think. So I had Kyle Trask at number two. Um, I think the numbers he's putting up right now is ridiculous. Uh, Florida's offense has been great. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Jason's point about Ritter and McCall, um, two guys that don't get noticed because of the teams they play on, really. But uh, they're both having excellent seasons. And uh, the, the five that uh, we voted on is the five that I had. So um, not too many. I, I only had Zach Wilson and uh, Trask flip, but uh, I, I pretty much agree with the rest of it. It's funny that Justin Fields could play like garbage and he stays on the list. And if it was anybody else, they would be off the list tomorrow. Trevor Lawrence hasn't played a game in the month of November, if I'm not mistaken. How is he still on this list? I mean, you're not playing games. How could, how, how is, I don't understand this at all. And I love Trevor Lawrence. Don't get me wrong, but those two guys don't belong on the list. Who, who made this? Is this an ESPN list, I'm guessing? Because that's what it sounds like. This is just a hype machine over and over again. I mean, everybody knows they want to give this this award to Trevor Lawrence. They have since last year when they gave out the award uh, uh, to, to Joe Burrow. I mean, they, this is what they've wanted. This is what it was. I mean, the guy hasn't played, and they still want to give it to him. Give me a break. As for Kyle Trask, look, the numbers are great, no doubt about it. I just have a problem with him leapfrogging Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones has done nothing but but be insane all season. I, I mean, I I, I just I, I'm not buying it. Uh, again, I like Florida. It's a high high powered offense. I I get all that. He's done a really good job. But again, I'll insist if he's the second best quarterback in the SEC, he's not the best player in in, in all of college football. The, that math just doesn't add up for me. Although. I suppose if I was on an NCAA committee, 
the math doesn't really matter because you just make it up as you go along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm speechless. I still think I still believe Mac Jones should be number one. I still think that if the season wants to end today, Mac Jones is deserving to be the or be awarded as the winner of the Heisman race. Hector, you agree? You know, it's an individual award, you know. I mean, so what Trask is doing as an individual, I mean, his numbers obviously showing it right there is a little better than Mac Jones. Alabama overall is a better team than Florida, but we're talking about an individual award. So if Kyle Trask can throw up so much numbers and Florida still lose, okay, that's not really his fault because the defense got to do their part. His numbers are much better than Jones. I take nothing away from Mac Jones. Um, he deservedly be up there, but I mean, I, I just I got to give the edge to Trask right now. It's an individual award, not a team award. So you know, even though Florida is not better than Alabama, Trask is a little better than Mac Jones at the moment. Keep in mind that there is a quarterback award in the NCAA, and the fact that the Heisman is not just solely just quarterback; it's overall everybody on the roster, whether it's offense or defense. So. Well, hey, it's only the first week, and to answer your question, Joe, the ESPN writers do vote on who is the winner for the Heisman this year. So more to follow on that. But That's hey, great. Also, I'll point out Alabama scored more points this season than Florida has. So I think the guy leading the helm of the undefeated team is having a better year. Absolutely. I, I, Thank I, you. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm with you. As a matter of fact, I led the way with Mac Jones. Unlike Jace, on the other hand, it took a couple of weeks to it took a couple of weeks to convince him, just like I was convinced about BYU. But hey, they're ranked number fourteen this year, so we'll see on that. College pick 'em, ladies and gentlemen. Who's reading? College peeking, ah, peeking, pick 'em. That was Uh, a type of pie. It's a it's a typo, but uh, we'll we'll just keep it going. Hey, so Joe and Hector won last week. They're eight and four. Uh, congratulations to them both. Uh, and Hector coming in just two weeks, he's already 14 and seven with a 67% uh winning rate. Congratulations to him. Well, I'm just hoping when he falls down because you know I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed right now. I got a rookie coming in here, man. What's going on? Oh, uh, anyway. hey, I'm not a rookie, I just don't, I just don't participate on the show like you guys. Yeah, that's the same guy that's wearing the bear shirt and an Notre Dame on the door. I don't, I don't get it, but uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyways, Joe took over the lead for the very first time back to back weeks. He has a winning record. I'm a second and, half guy, yeah, we'll see about it. But Joe's in the lead by a game with me following, which I'm going to dethrone him pretty soon. Uh, but it's still a tight race, and it's anybody's race to to grab this. And we're going to start off with the picks. And because of so much that's going on, we're strictly just looking at the spread. Uh, I had started with 21 games, and it shrunk in the last 48 hours. So, And that's due to COVID-19. So, yes, yes, yes. But since Joe won and Hector Joe, you're going to lead off the way. I already made my picks. You guys are going to see my picks already on the screen. So we go with Joe, uh, Hector, Jace, and Sean. And and, uh, we'll do it that way. 
so everyone knows their order. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So here we go. Starting off with Thursday's game, the opener, Colorado State versus Air Force. Air Force favorite five and a half. Um, I am going to. This could be a tight one. Um, all right, yeah, I think Air Force can win this one by six points, so I'll take Air Force. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Air Force. I think they, they'll they'll definitely cover that pretty hard, pretty good. So Air Force, yeah. Yep, uh, Air Force gonna get it done. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with the Air Force to cover. All right, and moving on along, we got the Oregon Civil War, right? That is the name of the rivalry, which started back in November 3rd, 1894. Don't meet up this Saturday. Oregon's favorite at 13 and a half. Well, look, the, the Beavers aren't very good. Um, they used to be one of my favorite teams on uh, my college football game. Um I think they're going to keep this close. It's a huge game for the Beavers. I think that they're going to I think they're going to keep it to within 12. I I'm going to take the Beavers in the points. Yeah, I, you know, even though this is a good in-state rival battle between these two, um I think the Ducks was will be able to win by at least two touchdowns in this game. It'll pretty be close pretty in the beginning, but I think they'll pull away in the second half. So I got the Ducks. The quack 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 pack is going to get a shutout and win thirty-five to nothing. Oh wow! Um, I'm going to go with Joe here. I'm going to go with the Beavers. Uh, they've been in close games all year, and uh, Oregon hasn't been uh, super impressive to me, um, at least from what I've seen. So I, I think that uh, Oregon State will cover uh, the thirteen and a half. Go Beavers! All right, the Big yes, Ten please. Conference going on with Northwestern versus Michigan State. 13 and a half Northwestern favorite. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I called the Michigan state upset of Michigan, mostly because I hate Michigan, but I really like Northwestern. So I'm a little bit torn here. Northwestern. Do they win this one by two touchdowns? Yes, they do. I'll take Northwestern. Yeah, I, I think Northwestern is going to just do it. Michigan State is not really doing anything much this year. So they'll keep it at least a minimum of two touchdowns, too. Northwestern has a smothering defense, and uh, Peyton Ramsey is playing pretty damn good at quarterback. Uh, Northwestern is a team to be very – one of the toughest teams to, to get past, and I don't see Michigan getting even close to that number. Northwestern will win. I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think Northwestern will win handily, and uh, Northwestern might be the best team in the Big Ten right now. So I, I think they win this one easily. They might even be the best te team in the Pac-10. <laughs> hey, they, they probably are. <laughs> oh, boy. We're moving on to the Big Ten Conference. Another game, another showdown. Maryland will visit Indiana. They got Indiana favorite 11 and a half. Yeah, you know, to his brother's a pretty good ball player. That Maryland team, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm I'm not sure if they can keep it close. I, I think I'm gonna end up taking Indiana. I think Indiana wins this one by uh at least thirteen points. No, you know, I, I think Maryland is gonna wind up covering this one. I uh, just I'm not really impressed with the way Indiana's playing, especially on defense. So I think Maryland's gonna keep this one pretty close. So I got the Terps. 
Uh, I'm going to go Indiana. If one thing has shown from Maryland season, they got shut out by Northwestern in the opener and then have looked great since then. Once they go up against a tough defense, they don't know how to handle it. I expect Indiana's defense to come, shut them out. Well, not shut them out, but do very well. And uh, Michael Penix Jr. to put up the points. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Terps on this one. Um, as Jace mentioned, they, they had a rough week one against Northwestern. But after that, their offense got it going. And uh, they've had two canceled games in, in a row. So we'll see how they respond without practicing that much. But um, I think that they have enough offensive firepower to keep it within 11 and a half. So I'm going to go with Maryland. I wish that I would have seen Ohio State versus Maryland. It was one of the games that I was hoping to see, but it never happened. So Moon's is going to have to wait till next year on that and see how uh, Tua's brother could play. Uh, the rivalry game between Georgia Bulldogs and South Carolina, those that remember last year, South Carolina pulled an upset over Georgia uh, to get them their first loss. Uh, but this time around, Georgia is at South Carolina, favorite 21 and a half. Um, I don't think that Georgia can score 21 points in a game, and since they won't shut out Carolina, I'm going to have to take Carolina in them points. That's, yeah, I said it. No, no, no. I said no, what stop, I said. Stop. I said what I said. You got, I bet you you didn't see the game last week. How are you going to tell me that it can't score 20 points? Really? What kind of football were you watching? Let's let's see what happens next week when when uh, I'm still, still at the top of the standings. I won't bet you. Because I'll be at still... the top of the standings next week, and we'll talk more about it. I'm happy to have the conversation. I'll give you the la- I'll give you a bouncy house, and when you fall off the ladder, you won't hurt yourself. But hey, go ahead, Hector. Two words: Cox cover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we're children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's talking about a rooster. Stop it! They're not. They're not called the game roosters. They call the gamecocks. Wait, hold on a minute. I, I, let me ask you this question, Ovi. Who did you pick in this game? I picked. On yeah, the cocks to cover. You got Cox to cover on here. How, how do, that's your team. You just jumped on me for saying I didn't think they were going to cover, and you picked them. Are you no, out no, of your no. mind? You said that Georgia was not going to score 20 points. I'm telling you that they're going to score probably 40 points, but the game is going to be closer than 21. You know, the secondary is still suspect, but I still think that Georgia is going so to win the game. That. You're saying that vaunted Georgia defense is going to give up what three scores to uh, to the to the Gamecocks? The, the final score is forty to twenty, Listen. and I'm supposed to be impressed with the defense. I, 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 I mean, don't care what you think. I just know that I I got Georgia winning forty to twenty. I know you don't care what I think, but you keep telling me Georgia's got a good defense. But now you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me they get they get one of the three musketeers and now they're gonna have the best <laughs> offense. And I mean, you're there's I don't know what oh is. Oh my drink. god, we're looking at Georgia and South Carolina. We gotta stick with that game. It, it, you're gonna have your lesson <laughs> learned like Jace learned his lesson when he jumped on me about Army a couple of weeks ago. So I'm telling you right now, you want I'm making the same pick you are. <laughs> what on God's good name are you saying? You and I are picking the same team to win the game. Why are you yelling at me? Okay. Right. Nothing. Can nothing, I get my pick? Nothing. 
<laughs> I, I'm moving on with Jace. <laughs> I've been saying it since week one. When JT Daniels gets the gets in charge of this Georgia offense, they're a team to <laughs> trifle with. JT Daniels has taken the starting spot. He's gonna get it done, and the former Trojan is gonna help cover the Cox. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. I mean, you could have said it best. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, I, son. Yeah, I agree with Jason on this one. Uh, I, I like the way JD Ten, or JT Daniels looked um, for Georgia. Obviously, getting back from injury uh, is huge for that offense. And South Carolina's offense is probably the worst in the SEC. So I think uh, they'll cover this one, probably went around uh, by around 24 points. Excuse me. All righty then. Uh, let's move on here to the Big 12 Conference. We got the Oklahoma Sooners versus West Virginia. Oklahoma was favored by 11. You already seen my pick. I got the Sooners. Uh, yeah, I will uh, take the Sooners. Yeah, I will. I'll take the Sooners to cover. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I think they're, gonna, they're just going to dismantle West Virginia. I like West Virginia. I like their D-line. Uh, I think they're going to get pressure on uh, Spencer Radler, get him a little rattled, and uh, – I, I like them to cover. Don't know if they'll win, but I like them to cover the 11. I think it's going to be a closer game. Where is the game being played? It's playing at West Virginia. Really? Take me on. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this one. Uh, they've been super hot ever since uh, their, their last loss, and Spencer Rattler and his offenses look really good. But, uh, yeah, West Virginia's got a, a pretty good defense, but I, I think they'll do just enough to cover this one. West Virginia is 5-0 at home and 0-3 on the road. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma is just a different team. No, I understand that. I understand that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I feel like you're going to get a, you're gonna get West Virginia's best effort for sure in this game. Yeah, of course. Everybody's going to give their best effort. No, that's not always true. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm still taking the Sooners. I just wanted to think that over for a minute. Yeah, sure. Well, think about this one. Big 12, another Big 12 conference. Iowa State at Texas with Texas being favorite. One and a half. Oh, this is so easy. Iowa State all day. (laughs) If it was easy, then it wouldn't be voting Texas to be favorite. Hmm. That's that's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to think. I'm not stupid. Again, Again, this is the time of the year where Texas blows it. I mean, has anyone been paying attention for the last hundred years? Uh, Texas already blown it. That's why they're there. So they don't got they're, they. They're playing with nothing to lose. Yeah, so they'll blow it some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the Big Twelve to lose, so they they got to come at this, you know, with some importance here because they already know that Iowa State they beat Oklahoma already. So if Iowa State beats Texas, then that's it. The Big Twelve you could pretty much going to put a stamp on Iowa State winning that Big 12, but I think Texas is going to come out winning this. It's Thanksgiving time frame. It's Austin. So I think the Longhorns are going to do it. Sixth Street is going to be wild. Oh, what wait. about Thanksgiving means they're going to win? Just look at that flag. It's it's Thanksgiving colors, you know. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. No, I'm serious. No, you, make, you make a good point. Either you it, make hey, a good hey, point. Joe, Joe. Yeah. On the left is raw. On the right, it's well done. 
Oh, jeez. I'm going to go Iowa State to Schlack, Texas. Schlack, Texas, huh? Yep. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a pretty close game. But I'm going to go Iowa State. Um, I think it's just gone too well for Texas after the Oklahoma win with the big win over Oklahoma State and then a, another big win for West Virginia. I feel like it just doesn't go that well for Texas, so I think it all comes crashing down this week. And um, Iowa State probably wins by around a touchdown. Being that's one and a half is pretty much anyone's game there, man. So yeah, I like it. But, hey, talking about – Gamecocks and everything else. We have another game similar to it, and we have the Coastal Carolina versus Texas State. Years. Coastal Carolina favorite, seventeen points. Ooh, that is a lot. Of, that's a lot of points. Uh geez, let's see here. Uh, Texas State. I mean, the Bobcats. I don't know. Uh, That's right. They're the Bobcats. Giving up 409 points this year. Yeah, Coastal Carolina will light them up. Uh, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Carolina. They'll win this game by 20. Is that some uh, sort yeah. of alert? What? <laughs> Something happened? Oh, yeah, you happened. <laughs> you know, you got to give uh, – okay, I'm, I may be a little biased here, you know, because my daughter goes to Texas State, Bobcats, okay? So, I don't know, I go like this, something like that. But if you look at Texas State, all their games, man, the only team that really blew them out was – I mean, not close – was BYU. Everybody else, they were pretty close. So I think they're going to be able to cover that against the Chanteliers. I think that's how you say it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to take Texas State here. Yeah, I think they're going to keep it real close. Uh, you did bring up a good point, Hector. Texas State, while their record is not too good, they have kept it pretty close besides BYU. But I think Coast Carolina is a lot like BYU. Tough defense, uh, ex- dynamic offense, great quarterback. So I expect them to – Put a, another schlacking on Texas State. So we went from I don't I don't I don't I don't understand. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Coastal Carolina. I think they'll I think they'll just cover it. Probably went uh, went around 20 points. But uh, yeah, Hector made a good point about Texas State uh, staying in games. So I think they'll they'll keep it close uh, up until the fourth quarter when uh, Coastal. Well, pulls well this will be the first if. Uh, Coastal Carolina does blow them out over 20 points because these two teams have been always compared. They got history with one another. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Pac-12 Conference, we noticed that they're really playing just to play. Uh, but hey, Colorado will visit USC. USC's uh, favorite 12 points. Who would you got? Well, you know, Colorado's never – Beating USC is that real? Is that that's, that's not possible? Absolutely, care there. They actually mm-hmm. face each other fourteen times, and Colorado is zero fourteen. Well, they're going to be zero fifteen, and USC is going to definitely beat them by a couple scores here. So yeah, hmm. yeah, I got the same thing. I, I think they're going to just chop up buffaloes and cook them up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> get at least two touchdowns in this. <laughs> Wrap him up as a Trojan. So, yeah. Oh, hell. Mm-hmm. Here we go. 
USC. Uh, Colorado's underrated. They're pretty good, but uh, I, I like what I saw from USC the second half of that Utah game. I, I think they continue to roll. They're starting to hit their groove, and that they're going to show that they deserve to be in the top 25 for a reason, and they cover here. Yeah, I'm also going to go with uh, USC. Like Jay said, uh, USC really got to go in the second half against Utah. And um, Colorado, they've been competitive. They're usually the, the laughing stock of the Pac-12. So I think it will be a, a somewhat decent game, but uh, USC will probably win by around 17. Once USC loses, they're going to continue being the laughing stock in the Pac-12. But, hey, uh, we'll see what happens there. Big 12 <laughs> Conference, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Another 11 and uh, 11 point uh, favorite for Oklahoma State. I, I picked uh, I picked the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, let's see here. Given 11. Yeah, go for the other guy. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that just yet. Nah. You want it? You want I'm it gonna ball? do it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with uh, uh, OSU to cover. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, All right, I'm, I'm definitely doing it. Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. this. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. This Cowboys, not the Dallas Cowboys. This Cowboys. Yeah, this cow. This Cowboys. <laughs> this Cowboy. I, I'm comfortable saying this Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we got raw and well done. So yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm gonna go Texas Tech to cover. They're not gonna win. Uh, OK State has played some teams pretty close, closer than they should be. So I, I like the I like Texas Tech to keep it within the eleven. Uh, I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. I think they're gonna be pissed off coming off that Oklahoma loss, and um, I think they're they're gonna get their explosive offense finally rolling um, after a couple of rough weeks. So I think they cover pretty easily here. I hope they have that eager and then not fall short and then still be uh, hungover. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The Battle of the Bayou. Uh, this goes back to 1951, not so long ago for some of us. But hey, it is what it is. Louisiana versus ULM. Their favorite at 28 and a half. That's UL. That's Louisiana Monroe versus Louisiana Lafayette. So the Raging uh, Cajuns has been on the on TV, has some spectacular wins. Um, but hey, I pick Monroe in this one because I I believe that the spread is too much. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, UL Monroe is zero and eight on the season. They've allowed three hundred and two points. Um, they're a god awful team, and I'll tell you what, brother, them raging Cajuns are gonna win this game 49 nothing. Uh, they'll more than cover and then some. Yeah, that's I gotta agree with Joe. I think Louisiana Monroe, they, they're just on their own level of stupidity, I guess. They don't know what they're doing over there, so I think the raging Cajuns are gonna really fire them up. And uh, score at least 29. So, yeah, I got the Cajuns. Uh, UL Monroe is a uh, is a high school football team. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana is a good football team, a good college football team. So they're going to get it done and cover the spread. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana. ULM, uh, Monroe is just terrible. Uh, two really best teams they played is Army and Liberty, and they, they lost by 30-plus both times. So uh, I think that Louisiana will cover here. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, you know, the last two times they played, you guys know that uh, it was by a point last year and three points the year before that. So uh yeah, take they a look. They have at, a history. They have take a, history a look at this year though. <laughs> Things have changed. That's why negative twenty eight and a half, I think it's too big. Not saying that Louisiana can't win. I'm just saying that spread is I think it's too much. But hey, yeah, we'll see what happens. SEC conference. We got Kentucky visiting Florida. Florida favorite, twenty three and a half. I'm gonna take Kentucky. Bam! I like you knew that was happening. Yes. I hate Florida. Yes, sir. Trask is gonna have a <laughs> tough game. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Florida will barely win the game if they do. That's that, uh, like that's that good there. eye test you got there. Good job. <laughs> what does your eyes tell you, Hector? Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going Florida. I, I don't think Kentucky can hold, even though Kentucky's defense is all right, I don't think they can hold the Kyle, the Kyle connection for – under that amount of points, and their Kentucky's offense is so bad, a mediocre defense like Florida is going to hold them to might shut them out. I, I like Florida to get it covered, get her done. All right, Sean, yeah. I agree with Jason on this one. Um, everyone, like Jay said, talks about Kentucky's defense, but their offense is terrible. Um, and I don't think they'll they have any chance in this game. And Florida's going to put up points like they do, um, against every opponent that they face. So I think that they'll cover this one um, and pretty easily, too. Okay. And we have LSU versus Texas A&M. The Aggies, who are now ranked number five somehow, some way, 14 and a half. I'm, I'm sticking with LSU on this one. Mm, I, call me crazy. Tough one. I see my eyes. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I could bring myself to doing it. LSU. I don't know. How many points is this? 14 and a half to the Aggies cover. Do they win this one by two touchdowns? They do. Yeah, I'll take Texas A&M to cover. Fair enough. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Besides, besides South Carolina, I mean, they been keeping things pretty close with everybody that they played. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna go on the limb here and go LSU. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Texas A&M, I don't know. <laughs> Texas a and is gonna get the win here and in dominant fashion because uh, because they're playing for a possible playoff spot. Okay. They need Fair those enough. style points. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Aggies. Um, It's just been a rough year for LSU, and I, I think it's going to continue this week. And that's what I like about it because it's been a rough year for LSU. Everyone's counting them out, and they're going to make that statement. I wouldn't be surprised if this would be an upset, man. Mm, like, wow. th th there's got to be at least two teams in the top ten that's going to fall this weekend. You know, they're going to get those jitters, and uh, they're going to choke because – their name, their their number was called. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. 
Now we got the Ellie Buck Trophy. <laughs> yes, this is Joe's favorite game. Those of you who don't know, he got a whole collection of turtles in his backyard. But uh, November 15, 1902 is when it started the rivalry. That's right. Ohio State visits Illinois. And I believe the Buckeyes is going to make some noise and cover 28 points. Hmm. Things to make go. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Illinois, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, my initial feeling would be no. Uh, Illinois won a couple in a row, so they got to be feeling pretty good. They've still been drastically outscored on the season. Uh, Ohio State will win this game by 30 points. You take it out, yeah. Long, huh? Yeah, it took you that long. I'm just going to say Buckeyes will cover this pretty good, pretty easily. Justin Fields, bounce back, get back in the Heisman uh, talks as far as the show's concerned. But, uh, yeah, they're going to dominate Illinois. Uh, I want to pick Illinois just because – Because you can't stand Ohio State? <laughs> no, just because I feel like they've looked better the past two weeks, and I, I feel like even though Nebraska isn't great, beating them by that much is a big win for them. Uh, nah, give me Ohio State. Yeah, hey, and especially right. if you I'm bring – Jace, you brought up uh, Justin Fields. Listen, look, he, of course he's going to bounce back. It's Illinois. I mean, I expect him to not even throw an interception in his game. So because that's how bad the defense is for Illinois – and especially if their coach is on the hot seat, and I believe it's Coach Smith, if I'm not Lovey mistaken. Smith, yeah, Lovey. Right. So he's on the hot seat, and he's gonna his ass is gonna be on fire after this game. So we'll he's see not a that. good coach anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's true. That's what I'm saying. He's on the hot seat, man. He'd be out of here this season. But Pittsburgh will visit Clemson. Clemson's favorite, 24 points. I was I was a little bit debating on this uh, just because it's this time that Pittsburgh likes to come out the closet and and create an upset. And being that Clemson's number three, that's a jinx against a team like Pittsburgh who have a history of doing upsets, especially on Thanksgiving weekend. But I got a gut feeling that's not gonna happen because the best number one uh, one loss team is Clemson, and I'm taking them. With 24 points. I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh scored a lot of points this year. I mean, the offense certainly isn't their issue. Can they keep it within three scores in a field goal? I say they can. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be close. I think they'll, uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in those points though. I think they, I think they can keep it closer than that. They lose by 20. No, I, I think Pittsburgh is going to have the same fate here like they did against Notre Dame, and they're going to get squawk buckled all over with that big paw. So I got Clemson. See, the only reason the, – the reason that happened against Notre Dame was they didn't have Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's back. Uh, he, he's a solid QB. Uh, they, they have two of the best DNs in the country. Uh, I like Pittsburgh to keep it closer. I'd like them to cover the spread. They're not going to win, but I like them to cover. Yeah, they've scored 88 points in the last two games, Pittsburgh. I mean, it, that that offense going to be tough for a, a porous uh, Clemson defense to stop. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Panthers here, too. Um, 
I think they're they're a pretty good team. And uh, like Jace mentioned, they're getting their quarterback back. So I think Clemson will probably win around 20 points. But, um, uh, yeah, I got to go with the Panthers here. You're muted, Obi. That was the best thing you said all night. Um, <laughs> I uh, really, with, really, and I, and I agree with everything. Really? I agree for once with everything you said. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to oh, take Notre Dame here. Um, uh, I like Carolina a lot. Uh, I think Carolina could certainly make this one interesting, but I think uh, Notre Dame will will win uh, will win this game by uh, at least six. <laughs> yes, they know more, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, there you go. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina, they are good enough to beat, to hang with any team in the country, but they are also young enough to lose to any team in the country. Um, I, I like their I like their offense, North Carolina. The, the only thing is, is their defense hasn't stepped up. I like Notre Dame to get it done in convincing fashion. Yeah, I agree with this one. Uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame too. Um, I just uh, their defense is going to be too much, um, even for a pretty good offensive team in uh, North Carolina. So I, I think you know it'll be a decent game for the first half, but uh, Notre Dame will pull away, probably win this game by around uh, 14 or 17. Notre Dame, right. by the way, has got two uh, offensive linemen that'll be out in that game. Just uh, something to note. Yeah, they, they'll be all right. They're, they're still going to stomp on them. I believe that. But, hey, we're going to our last pick, and it's the probably um, the game of the week. Uh, many might not, not feel that's the game of the week, but it's the Iron Bowl. And these two teams got a history. Uh, I remember back in 2013 when I was getting to know the SEC when the kicker uh, from Alabama with one second left on the clock kicked it, didn't reach the goalpost, and um, the, 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 the guy from Auburn caught the ball and ran it back for 101 yards to kick for six. a touchdown and the win to knock out Alabama. Uh, should we see something similar this weekend? Absolutely not. I don't even trust Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is going to flutter. That's right. Uh, two games that he made poor decisions at the end that could have cost the team to win thanks to the referee. It's not going to happen. And besides, the team knows that without Nick Saban, they got to play their very, very best. So if anything, Alabama's going to roll through and stomp on Auburn and win greater than 26 points to make the statement that Alabama is the number one team in the country. I love Alabama, but I don't think so. Uh, Auburn's been playing really well. Three three uh, pretty decisive wins in a row uh, since they lost a couple. Uh, I think that they can keep it. I think they can keep it closer than 26. I mean, I, I still think they'll get their brains beat in, uh, but I, I I think that they can. I don't think they're gonna. I, I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna cover twenty six. Put it to you like that. I I think Auburn's a little bit better. This game means so much. Uh, the game is in Alabama, which does 
give me a little bit of pause, but I, I think Auburn, uh, they're not going to get blown out and embarrassed. I think they keep it close, but Bama easily wins. I thought I was going to convince you, Joe, because thought I about agree it. with you. I agree with you. I was trying to push it to Alabama, but I think it's going to be close to 26 points. As you see my pick right in front of you, I did go for Auburn and the points. But, Hector, what you got? Yeah, I was kind of confused with what you were saying earlier, but no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Joe, baby. It's I, Joe. No, I thought it was your little coquito over there. I don't know. So. Nah, <laughs> it, was, it was either raw or well done as we see the colors well, again. That's right. Yeah, I'm going well done here. I think the Auburn Tigers will keep it close. They're not going to win the game, but you know this is this is a good you know Iron Bowl matchup. So I think the Tigers will keep it close. Um, uh, Auburn. This game's always been wild. Uh, there's a crazy stuff like Ovi mentioned the, the kick six uh, last year was crazy. All the crazy stuff when it's a close game always happens at Auburn. It's at Alabama. Uh, when it's at Alabama, Alabama usually rolls, and they're going to roll, get it done. Uh, Auburn isn't that good. I haven't had them in my top 25 since, like, week three. So, yeah, I expect Bama to get it done decisively. Yeah, Auburn doesn't belong anywhere near the top 25, and uh, I think Alabama is going to prove that to country this week. Um, even though I, I'm going to go uh, Auburn with the points just because I think minus 26 is a little bit too much. I think Alabama will probably win by around 24. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a convincing win for uh, Roll Tide, and uh, I think that their offense is definitely going to get it going against Auburn's defense. Yeah, I, like I said, it, it's a rivalry game. This is something that if I was betting, I w- I'd stay away from this game. Matter of fact, any rivalry game this weekend, i just stay away. Pick another game. Stay away from rivalry games. I promise you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna regret it. Let's put it that way. Uh, Oklahoma West Virginia is canceled. It just got canceled. That game is is canceled. And um, I want to change a pick I made because they're saying now Kentucky's down 18 players ahead of their game with Florida. So Ooh. if you could kindly just make sure I've got Florida as my pick. <laughs> ah, I do like Jace and not even pay attention to you like he didn't pay attention to me in the NFL picks. And uh, I'll just leave it as what you gave me the first time. <laughs> You're in the public. Fair enough. <laughs> you picked the Falcons. Uh, who picked the Falcons? You did. Who's you? OV. Who's OV? <laughs> No, nah, I'll change it. I'll change it. You said Kentucky's now down 18 players for the 18 game. 18 players are going to miss the game. Yeah, I, mm. I'm sorry. That's that's just that's that's not going to that's not going to be good. Oh, uh, no. Nah, I yeah, I, you know what? I, I kind of agree with uh, you. Yeah. You might as well change me too cuz that's not going to look right. Five no. starters including linebacker Jamin Davis, tight end Justin Reagan, running back Chris Rodriguez. Forget about it. Forget you know, Ten Joe, guys out, if I lose starters. this game because you convinced me to Florida, seriously, yeah, I, so we all say I for Florida? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, come I, on. I, There's, hey, if we lose, five we starters, lose. Five starters and ten players out for Kentucky. If I uh, lose, it don't count. That's bad. That's <laughs> really lose, bad. We, we lose, you lose, you lose, we lose. Oh, well. Yeah. What? Who's on, who's on first? Who's on second? <laughs> I don't know. Who's <laughs> on third? You got to no, no, you can't go on third if you have a short stop. Who? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're really, uh, we're really going wild here. But hey, guys, I appreciate you guys for being on the show. Joe, 
as always you got the last word take it away my friend 2020 sucks Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and most of us will be considerate enough not to gather with our family to celebrate. The COVID-19 pandemic is raging out of control, and it's ruining all of our plans. And for the most part, we've handled it well. College football coaches, on the other hand, well, uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney will probably have his entire family over for Thanksgiving, if I had to guess. See, it's Dabo's world, and we're all just living in it. His stud quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, actually had COVID-19. And while he was asymptomatic, it cost them the game, a perfect season, possibly a national championship. And it it probably cost Trevor the uh, Heisman Trophy that was pretty much his for the taking. How does Dabo not get it? Now, a day after Sweeney suggested that Florida State was ducking Clemson, Uh, by using one of their positive COVID-19 tests as an excuse to get out of the game. Seminoles coach Mike Dorvell emphatically denied that. He explained that this decision wasn't made by him or his medicals, uh, by, by his staff, but by medical personnel. Not football coaches, not fans, not players, doctors. You know, because it's a pandemic. Now, you may recall that Norvell himself tested positive for COVID-19 this past September. It was just before the, the team's open date. He ended up missing their rivalry game against Miami. Sucks for him. But see, the difference is Norvell said he learned from that experience that the severity of the virus and that the approach that they need to take to mitigate the spread of it. Clemson and Florida State's president spoke on the phone and agreed with medical personnel to cancel the game. No one asked the coaches. And as long as Dabo continues to run his stupid mouth, no one's going to listen to coaches. Thank you so much for joining us on all four downs of Clovercrest Media Group presentation. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of podcasts and all the latest from the world of sports. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, make sure you check out hhwshow.com to get the latest blogs, videos, and so much more. We are part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and Hector Vasquez, and of course our great producer, Obi Munez, I am Joe Aguirre. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you back here next Wednesday night at 7 for all four downs.